and welcome to What Would Jesus Watch, episode number three. I am your host, Alex Dorio, alongside my co-host, the lovely and talented Kate Dorio. How are you doing tonight, Kate? I am fantastic. Wonderful. This is our little exploration into the world of Christian cinema. Uh, This is our analysis of those movies that touch on faith, an analysis of an underexplored, overlooked genre to see if there really is, if these movies deserve to be overlooked, if they deserve to have a second chance, uh, if you're missing out by missing out on these movies. So, uh, we're here to explore one that probably many of you have never even heard of existed. I'm excited to do this one. Are you? Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that was a question. I thought you were still, well, doing, just, your, just having I thought a conversation. You were still doing your monologue. I don't have a monologue. That's not true. That's not supposed to be a monologue. Intro, intro is always monologue. No, it's a duologue. I'm sorry, I was just eating my peach rings. Kate has some peach rings because we tried to go see a movie tonight. Uh, I was hoping you'd bring that up because I'm still upset about it. Apparently, it's impossible to do in downtown Atlanta on a Saturday night if you don't reserve your tickets five hours in advance. This is Ridiculous. We're, we're still learning Atlanta, people. Mm. I didn't know that reserved theaters were a thing. Me neither. Apparently, you have you reserve your seats like you would at a concert. That's so stupid. Yeah. Well, we'll try again tomorrow. We're, gonna, we're trying to either see Inside Out or Jurassic World. Because we're behind on current movies. but because mm-hmm. uh, we've been watching things like this. It's because we've been wasting our time with this. Uh, and this movie, I mean, it is a doozy. If you've ever wanted to see a movie that was also a two-hour infomercial for a website, <laughs> then we have the movie for you. <laughs> this came out in 2014. It's a movie called Christian Mingle. Yes, ladies and gentlemen... A movie based on the titular dating website, Christian Mingle. We're not kidding. Now, Kate, I mean, as a young married woman, consider, let's pretend you had never met me. I mean, how desperate would you have been to meet a man at your current state in life? At 23? At 23. Would you be desperate enough to lie about your religion on a dating website in order to meet the perfect man? No. No, definitely not. But then that would have meant that I would have had to go on like an atheist website. So that would be really weird. Oh, if you bring it up like that, I guess that's true. Yeah. But, I mean, if you had not been that desperate, then we would not have a movie to review. Because that is the plot of this movie. We have a young woman... Oh, let's clarify. We are not... First and foremost, we are not hating on people who have sincerely used Christian Mingle and have maybe found significant others with it. Of course not. Because that is not what this movie is really about. We're not hating on Christians who have used Christian Mingle to find a spouse. Because that's not what this movie is about. Not at all. What is it about, Alex? What is it about? We have a young woman... Who, well, I say a young woman because she's 30, which in this movie is ancient (laughs) and apparently on the verge of becoming an old maid. And she is the last of her friends to be in a relationship. We begin the movie seeing her, uh, seeing her best friend, uh, the third person in their four person Sex in the City group uh, gets engaged. Even Anne Marie, she says. Yes. Uh, And so she is desperate. It's the holidays, and she happens to see a Christian Mingle commercial on TV. And out of the blue, she decides to create a profile, even though she's not a practicing Christian. She ends up going on the first date with the first guy, falls in love, begins a beautiful courtship as she tries to build on this relationship while building on her relationship with Christ at the same time so that you know, she doesn't look like she's faking her her, uh, Christianity to her new boyfriend. Uh, They end up going on a mission trip with each other where unfortunately her secret is found out. The boyfriend's whole family realizes that she is not really a Christian, sort of, kind of, I guess not as strong of a Christian as they thought. They go their separate ways and we end up with a pretty ridiculous third act that 
where it all wraps up and it, it basically wraps up generally how you think it might mm. with them getting back together but it goes a really weird way of getting there which yes. I, I want to have a separate discussion about but just so you can follow the conversation since I guarantee you we're one of the only two people in America that have seen this movie and even if you're following our podcast you probably didn't spend the 4.99 to rent this movie on iTunes yep, like we did because it's not streaming anywhere like Netflix or Hulu yet so we thought we'd give you a general idea of the movie it, it, it's your basic romantic comedy and I don't mean it's not a terrible plot for a romantic comedy a girl goes on a dating website and kind of fudges her profile a little bit I mean that's your general romantic comedy thing somebody lies about something and tries to hide it mm -hmm. from the other person and then right before the third act they find out and there's all this drama and chaos but there are just some ridiculous things that happen in this movie yes let's get to those okay let's get to them now the movie does have i'm not going to say a star-studded cast but no. uh a pretty a fairly major star decent star in Lacey Chabert, uh, yes. who is uh, Gretchen Wieners of Mean Girls fame, also, um, also Party, Party of, of Five, Five, of course, a a beautiful actress, and you know, I'm gonna go on and say she's really good in this movie. She does a, sure. with the material that she has, but I mean, my whole thing is that I feel like Lacey Chabert's character in this movie is the same as Lacey Chabert in real life. Here's my theory. I'm going to throw this out to you, Kate. Lacey Chabert was in Mean Girls. Uh -huh. Look at her other three cast members in Mean Girls. Yeah. You have Amanda Seyfried, big, big star. Rachel McAdams, major star. Yeah. Lindsay Lohan, a little bit past yeah. her prime. Still, I mean, she had a huge peak. Poor Lacey Chabert. As good an actress as any of those girls. As pretty as any of those girls. What has she done since Mean Girls? Apparently something called Slightly Single in L.A. <laughs> she's done that. Sorry. And she's done Christian Mingle. I think she saw her other three actresses as getting married, if you will. Oh. Landing their guys. Their careers have just blown up. They've gotten everything that she wanted. And so she got desperate. And the next movie that came calling, she was like, I'm going to take it. And she, did, they, she didn't research like, oh, I have to, this is a weird Christian movie about a dating website. Nope, I'm just going to take it and I'm just going to do it. Which is exactly what her character does in this movie. I would, I would slightly argue with you based on looking at her IMDb, but I'm with you. What else has she been in? Not, nothing I know, but she's been busy. Well, she thought this was going to be the next big thing. That's what I'm, that's my theory. It's possible. I think it's a good theory. While I respect that theory of yours, let's start from the beginning and talk about some of the things that really make this movie shine. Okay. okay. In the very beginning of this movie, I would just like every girl listening to this to picture in your mind going to Pinterest.com. Going to your wedding board or your friend's wedding board. Which I've never been on. Okay. Although and there are men that use it. How about 20% of said wedding boards, if they're not engaged yet have to do with engagements, and they're usually like pictures of engagements. Well, okay. that is all the intro to this movie is. It is a collage, a picture montage, <laughs> you should say, of every girl's Pinterest page on getting engaged. And Alex and the I both thought- The opening credits of it? Yeah. What you talking about? Alex and I both thought when we saw it, oh my gosh, I bet you these couples are actual Christian Mingle couples. I think they were. I couldn't find anything on that, but- I think they might have been. Pictures of people getting engaged, like, on the beach and everywhere. And there was this music playing behind it. And, oh, my gosh. Let's talk about the music. We'll get to that later, mainly because I need to look it up. But it sounded like... The music is ridiculous, people. It sounded like the music that played when I worked at Family Christian Store in the background. <sighs> it Just is. Really oh. loud. And the voiceover. Lacey Chabert does a voiceover for movie. a lot of the movie. And it's really bad <laughs> uh here here's the opening this is the very very beginning of the movie just to give you an idea uh of the voiceover and of the tone of the movie i'll play this for you we all have stories to tell our own paths to faith in christ some are kookier than others like finding jesus in a piece of driftwood <laughs> yeah more on that in a second but for me i didn't see it coming I thought I was looking for a guy to stick a ring on my finger. 
my Mr. Right. And along the way, something wonderful happened. I found him. That's him with a capital H. There you go. A little, have, little taste of the music in there. I had that even. quote. Speaking of, that song is, um, I wish I could get to the good words. It's uh, Me Without You by Toby Mac. Oh, nice. It's one of the classics on this. One of the classics. I got to say, I'm not super well-versed in my Christian music because yeah, I didn't Alex go to church is, in Alex high school. really not. Really, so I well, don't know. Well, that's not why he's not well-versed. He just doesn't like it. Well, I didn't know all that praise band music that everybody knows, all the... Audio Adrenaline and Toby Mac. Who is that? I don't know who that is. Audio Adrenaline? That's not a Christian band. Yes, it is. Oh, you're going to get so much hate from Alex the comments Alex has never listened that. to a Hillsong album, so there you go. I've listened to Hillsongs. Here's Toby Mac's song. Is that a thing? That's it. That's a new song, though. You said it was a classic. You're going to have to pay for the rights for this. Oh, well, not if I only play, like, I'm just seconds. kidding. I'm just kidding. Sorry, I should have well, found it when it had the good lyrics. You know, Excuse me. just that whole the whole general idea of this movie, even as a Christian who believes in classical, traditional gender roles and the purpose of marriage, I was offended by how much Gwyneth thought her life needed to have a man in it mm. in this movie. Like, she thought her life was was pointless because she was not Absolutely married point. at let's, 30. Let's tell... Let's, and that was... A, Offensive even to me. Let me tell you, um, Gwyneth has a very successful career. Yes. She has her own fancy office. She, she has, lives in a cool apartment. And uh-huh. she apparently lives in some city like Seattle. I don't know. She rides she, a bike she, to she work every day? She rides a bike every day. And she looks... I hate it so much. I hate her bike scene so much. But her <laughs> life looks fantastic. Can I just say, I read an interview with the director... Uh, who said that originally she was supposed to drive like an electric car or something, but their budget was too small, so she, she they had to make her ride a bike. No, they were, she was going to ride the the uh, train to work every day, yes. and she was going to have a moment with somebody on the train, oh. but their budget was too little. They couldn't hey. shoot scenes on the train, so she had to ride the bike to work. Good. That, that makes me feel better about how much I hate the bike scenes. Stupid white she helmet. She wears a helmet. It's really dumb. Not that we're like anti-bike safety. No, you gotta seriously. wear a helmet. But she was wearing a child's helmet on a child's bike. She's basically. wearing like her, her work clothes. It's weird. Oh, and we are just in like the first five minutes of this movie, which yeah, is so much it's more jam-packed. Uh, this movie is absurd. Uh, so it, yeah, she you know we get a sense of her life. She sees the Christian Mingle commercial on TV, which has she never heard of other dating websites? I know she acts like it's the first thing she's ever seen. Yes, and her her first thought is not oh maybe I don't know eHarmony no. match. I mean, this could have been a totally different movie if she'd seen the FarmersOnly.com commercial. <laughs> I want to see that. Uh, and she just, you know, says, uh, <laughs> she says, she says she's a Christian. She says, when it, uh, when it lists what church do you go to? Oh, gosh, this is the best part, guys. She says, God's church. <laughs> God's church. That's what she lists. My thoughts and what I wrote down when she did that was, could you just put... First Baptist Church of City that you live in, uh, or something like that. She is really not familiar with church life. You United know? Methodist Church of City. Like, <laughs> no, that was too easy. Uh, and she puts a picture on there that looks like it's from Party of Five Days. Y'all, she takes... No. Oh, yeah. She gets to that page, and it's like, picture. And instead of just going to Facebook, she's sitting in her pajamas at her kitchen table late at night. So instead of just getting a good picture off of Facebook, she starts taking selfies. Mm-hmm. Can't get a good one either. So she goes with like a high school picture, uh, which she does comment on on their first date anyway. Um, then she goes back to work and has her conversation with her sassy black friend that she works with. Pamela. Pamela. Uh, poor man's Wanda Sykes, who they couldn't afford for the movie, I guess. She's also wearing an ill-fitting suit the entire movie. Yes. What is up with that? It's really bad. Uh, and she's like, girlfriend, you, what did you, what is you thinking? You can't, why are you pretending to be a Christian? And gives her that talk. You know? I don't think they talked well after it. Not trying to hate, but. No, they did, because she, like, questioned her about it. I thought that was before, maybe it was after their first date. It was. I just wanted to get in the light about poor man's Wanda Sykes, because I was really proud of that. <laughs> um, and then we get to this date 
She doesn't have a problem getting a date. Seems like she gets one right away. <laughs> Which instantly. She's probably one of the most attractive people on ChristianMingle.com. Oh, Alex. I think she's hot. I I've got a thing for Lacey. I'm sorry. Uh, maybe that was offensive. Oh, she goes to the bookstore to study up, and gets a two books from the bookstore. Mm-hmm. Yes, Church she does. for Dummies and Christianity for Dummies. Yep. Not kidding. <laughs> that actually happens. She also had to go buy a Bible. Well, she did go buy a Bible. Yeah. Uh, and so she winds up on a date. Uh, her her character is Gwen, and she ends up on a date with Paul. Now. I, I have. I told you my theory about Lacey. I have a theory about Paul. Do you have anything you want to get to? Oh, I have a theory. No. Okay. Let me throw this out to you, and I'm going to build my case for it. I believe Paul's character, who, you know, ends up having this relationship with Gwen, I believe he is actually nine years old. I think he has the mental capacity of a nine-year-old boy. And I'm going to explain to you why his character why I believe that about his character I have no idea where you're going with this okay it doesn't sound reasonable okay he comes in I'm already anti this theory oh no you're not gonna be by the time this is over he is a child he is a child he comes in uh, he says he's late he says I don't know I just I I can't I'm not good with time I've never been good with time I just can't I'm always late he immediately calls his dad Papa yeah, that's weird. He calls Which, his dad Papa and I his mom Mama. The I think whole that's movie. weird, guys. And I call my parents Mommy and Papa. You do. But you don't say that to other people. Not to random people. You say my dad. I say my dad. But, no, but to like to Alex, I'll say Papa. But to like, if I just met you, I'm going to say my dad. He's saying, Papa. you know, Papa always tells me that I, I've got to get over this being late thing. Of course, Gwyneth is like, uh, Papa? Yeah, she does think it's weird, which I appreciate that they don't just act like it's a normal thing. Um, he, when they go on another date, which is to a sushi place, <laughs> That's true. he tries to eat sushi and he puts it in his mouth Almost and they spend two minutes on this of him trying to swallow the sushi. He yeah, won't chew it. Like a child. He makes like child, like mm, yucky, I can't eat this faces. He almost throws up on it and he's just like. I just want a hot dog. Can we go get a hot dog? And they go to a hot dog place. He insists on having cookies at the coffee bar. (laughs) And her response is, double chin can't come quicker than a freight train. (laughs) (laughs) And he keeps pushing it like, oh, gotta go get cookies. He does not tell her. This is a huge plot point in the movie, which I'm jumping to. Oh, you're right. He doesn't tell her that he's going (sighs) on a 30-day mission trip until the day before. Until his mom calls him out on it. Yes. And he's just like, "Uh, sorry, I I, I don't know what to say. He wears these goofy plaid shirts the entire movie. He has the intelligence level of a nine-year-old. Okay. You may not buy into it, but do I not have a case here? Sure. He is a grown child. I don't... Und- what is her attraction to him? I mean, he's cute. Is he? Yeah. Is he cute enough to put up with that? She's pretty desperate. We've already established that. She is desperate. And he's... respond. Okay, I mean, other than the examples you gave... He has, he's like a fully-fledged adult. He has a job. He does have a job. He makes oh, good money. He my, comes from money. My other and case... He's cute. Is that he says he wants to be a rock star. And he like no, he does said, air guitar at the table. He said he wanted to be. <laughs> he refers to that as his rock star days when he was younger. And that was his picture that he used on Christian Mingle. Oh, yeah. You're right. You're right about that. I, you, I don't ever sense any type of attraction between these two over this movie. No. But apparently what does it for her, which I noticed when we were going back for clips, was that he insist that she gets a cookie at this coffee place and when he does that like the second time he insists after she says no she whispers sold like whispers to herself yeah. i thought at first she said salt for yeah, some reason there's my phone like the salt of the earth or something i don't know <laughs> but that was it from that moment on she's in love with him um let's hear a clip from that first date 
of them discussing this crazy world of internet dating in the year 2014 as if it hasn't been around for 10 years. Isn't it? <laughs> it's a weird way to meet somebody. Um, what a strange new world. It is. It's like, click, meet, marry, die, done. <laughs> it's a very strange new world. But the stuff between never really changes. Family, joy, my love for the Lord. I gotta love him. The Lord. Oh, hey, you uh, want something to drink? <laughs> gotta love him. The Lord. You know, the Lord. You click, gotta love him. Click, meet, marry, die, world. <laughs> Oh, this movie. Let's get into, uh, so I'd like to point out that they've been dating. I think they've gone on their second date or something, which was the sushi date. And she has spent, like, the entire time studying the Bible, looking up famous Bible verses on the internet, and, like, writing them down, trying to memorize them. She's doing her work. She is doing a lot of work. Yeah. Um, in the middle of that, there's a song called with the words enemies gotcha hold down my neck yes this this music is like it's not romantic comedy music it's no. like I, I need the savior please forgive me of my sins like <laughs> it's pretty descriptive like youth band praise music well, it's pretty, not it's like weird. falling in love with somebody music yeah no and so she's done all of her work and he invites her to come to a bible study at his church she walks right in the door. It was at somebody's house. It's, it was like a dinner thing. Yeah. Yeah. And she comes right in the door at these people's house while he's like introducing her to the married couple who just got married. And I think they're having a baby or something. And like other people. You look around the house. Or she notices all of the artwork and the posters <laughs> on the wall and the embroidered pillows and everything that could possibly have something on it has scripture yep. or, like, Jesus motivational posters. You know, like, the motivational posters that people make fun of that are in teachers' classrooms? Well, these people had Jesus versions of those all over their house. One of them said, sky's the limit with Jesus. And not to mention, every single woman in the house, as follows the rest of the movie, including Gwyneth, is wearing some sort of cross jewelry. Yes. It is a necessity really in this movie. According to this movie, basically, it's not said... But in order to be a Christian woman, you must wear a cross <laughs> jewelry item on your body at all times. That's probably in the Christianity for Dummies book. It probably was. It was like wear cross necklaces or earrings to make yourself look more holy. Which, which we should have bought up. that. That would that would have really added to this. What Christianity for Dummies? Oh, we should have. I wonder if that's what really a, a thing. It has to be a real thing. I'm sure it's a real thing. Um, which, that seems like a joke that was like a placeholder in the script. Oh, she gets a book. I don't know. Christianity for Dummies. And then she got to the shooting day and, oh, nobody ever changed that line? We were supposed to, like, come up with, like, you a guys, real... that's a real thing. Oh, of course it's a real thing. Totally a real thing. Do they even make those for dummies books anymore? Of course they that do. That was, like, 15 years ago. Of course they do. Oh. Also, while they're at this Bible study, he introduces her to Kel Kel. Kelly, mm-hmm. his friend who he met at like Bible camp or something when they were preteens. And as soon as you see Kel Kel and the eyes that she makes at Gwyneth when oh. she comes in the door, you're like, oh, Kel Kel. You know she's going to be trouble. You are going to be a problem. And she turns out to be a problem. She so was. That was our first introduction to her. She's also wearing cross jewelry. Um, at so. this point, I believe we paused it for some reason and there was still another hour and 20 minutes in this movie which I just could not believe at that point I had to make a note of it it's How really is this? long in the beginning oh it's only I mean I think it's only an hour 35 but it felt so long yeah, that <laughs> such a long very movie uh, Gwyneth and Paul's relationship Keith continues on she meets his family which is probably my favorite oh my gosh, part of the, the movie they go to church with her family uh, and her dad uh, was her dad the pastor? No. I mean, his dad? No. No, he wasn't the pastor? No, he's like a construction dude. Oh, okay. Uh, well, they go to lunch after church. As That's the best place ever. The best restaurant of all Wait, time. Wait, let me tell you who her his parents are because that's one of my favorite things. Uh-huh. Okay, so his parents are played by David Keith, who is, according to IMDb, known for an officer and a gentleman behind enemy lines. And other things. I've seen him in other stuff. I he's can't recognizable. Really... He's yeah. a recognizable guy. He's very, like, 
you know, big manly man in this movie. And his mother is played by Morgan Fairchild, who the I lovely. didn't know what to know her from either, but she's very, like, notable. A star of the 70s. Yes. And she's pretty much tried to preserve her face the same way it looked in the 70s pretty much. as well. So his parents are fantastic. Which she's in, a, she's in a few Christian movies, so apparently that's a thing for her, I guess, now okay. in her career. Um, but after church, they go to a place where can I can only, only live in my dreams. Oh, in our dreams called Steak and Cake, the in greatest cake. restaurant cake. of all time. The, the dad is so excited to be at Steak and Cake. Uh, and this is, it, it is like not. like letting out odd noises the entire run. It is, oh, it yes. is not a parody of Steak and Shake. No. Because. It's exactly what you think it is. At this restaurant, you literally get plates, platters of steak. Yes. Like T-bone steak, For strip everyone. steak, an entire platter on your table. And, and you also get multiple giant cakes on your yeah. table. They were sitting at like two large tables and I think they had three cakes and a couple platters of steak. Oh yeah. And if you, the shots of the restaurant are the best part. Cause I was like texting a friend while we watched this movie, Tim Doan, this is you. And I was like, there are cakes on every table. I'm talking like six different kinds of cakes on one table. It's my two favorite foods. I mean, this is the best it place. It pretty much sounds amazing. And this is another part of the weird tone of this movie. Like, that's just like bizarro. It goes yeah, on this bizarro turn. Oh. Uh, and, it's, and then, I don't know, it's supposed to be like a serious romantic comedy at, at other parts. Very anyway. weird. But something that happens in Steak and Cake, which we didn't address the first time it happened, is we need to talk about Gwyneth's prayers. She prays for them while they meet together for coffee for the first time. She, she does it kind of nervously. She's like, they she's get like, their cookies, oh, yes. and she just goes into a, giving a blessing because she thinks that's what she's supposed and to Paul do. And Paul is like, oh, okay, we're doing this, okay. And he bows his head. Do you have a clip of there or something? I don't have that one. I have the one of dinner. Okay. So she prays over coffee, and it's just very uncomfortable. And Paul's honestly, it's afterwards, is like, I'll... I'll be I'll be real. I've never prayed over coffee before. <laughs> it's very awkward. But her prayer at lunch after church at Steak and Cake is even better. Yes, and it is supposed to be funny, and it is funny because they're trying to like this is this is where her mom begins to get suspicious that she's not really a Christian. Oh, by the way, Kel Kel's there. But you know, people do pray like this. I will say that. Uh, I've been in. I've been a youth pastor for a long time, or I was a youth pastor for a long time. And whenever you get kids to pray, this is basically what they sound like when you ask kids to pray in public. Now she's thirty years old, and if she was a like really strong in her faith, you would think she'd be able to pray a little bit better. But some people just get really nervous when they're asked to pray in public on the spot. But I will say that there's a difference okay. between someone who is like trying to pray and is nervous. And, like, actually is a Christian and wants to be one, as opposed to Gwyneth, who is just trying to act like a Christian. Okay. Like, it's not sincere. Yeah. So I feel like it's not really making fun of people who are trying to sincerely pray. That's true. Well, you be the judge. Gwyneth, we would all be so honored if you would say grace. Oh, of course. Dear Lord, thanks a bunch for new friends. It's really not often in life that we get such a gift. People that are just kind and generous and so thank you. And and for this food, golly, I mean, steak and cake. It's kind of hard to know which to eat first, but I guess it's all going to the same place. So we are just very thankful for that. And we thank you for the um, abundantness of all of it. There's just so much. And uh, we thank you for the cows who are willing to give up themselves and that this food is going to nourish our bodies. And we really just sit in awesomeness and really have a great amount of gratitude. So, yes, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, that was Kel oh, Kel throwing in the, in Jesus' name, amen. Oh, rough. Throwing some shade, Christian shade at, at That's Kel Kel's job in this movie. It really is. 
Um, so at lunch is where it comes out that Paul is about to head on a 30-day construction mission trip to, is it just to Mexico? Is it just, just Mexico. Okay, just general Mexico. Uh, and his dad's, oh, I'm sorry, were you going to get to that? His dad's uh, logo for this mission trip is door to door, we shall restore. Oh, that's right. His dad owns a construction company. And I Doesn't guess, he come up with that at lunch? Just like off the top I of his head? I think so. Here's the thing is that they went to Mexico on a cruise, y'all. They weren't even down there for another mission trip. They were down there for a cruise and they saw this Mexican village. I do not remember and this. And noticed that their bell and their church had fallen. Oh, that's And his right. dad is in construction. And so they like are taking a crew oh down there gosh. with their church. And his logo is door to door, we shall restore. And they said, we're not going to leave until that bell is back ringing again. Exactly. Like so they the don't, important thing they don't there. have like a set time of how long they're going to be there. They but said, they had said, yeah, that, but that she was like, how long are you going to be going? And he was like, he was like, we're not coming back until everything is fixed yeah. or something. And they've, I mean, they've been dating for a while. They've been on a, like four or five dates at this and point. And he has, he has not invited her. He has he not hasn't said, I'm told going. her he's going. This, he's leaving the next day. Yeah. And you know, in a normal situation, uh, well, how would you feel if we had been dating for, I don't know, five months or so, and that happened? And I was just, oh, by the way, I'm going to Mexico for maybe a month, maybe longer. Mm, I would be so pissed at you. Yeah, that would be the normal reaction. Yeah, definitely what much, I wouldn't do is what she did. She basically blames herself. She goes into work and just says, uh, you know, there just must be something wrong with me. You know, I, I just, you know it's just not going to work out. It's, uh, something's terribly wrong with me. And then she decides to, what does she decide to do? She goes to Mexico. She goes to Mexico. She was like, screw this. I'm going after this guy. I need a ring on my finger. Leaves work. Doesn't tell her boss she that she's Pamela. leaving. She tells Pamela. She's like, I'm gone, Pamela. Cover for me. Uh-huh. And, she's, and she goes. And he's pretty surprised no, to see her. No, let me tell you. First of all, she shows up in this little Mexican village. And no one has ever ever looked that good showing up in Mexico. I don't care if you are Kim Kardashian. No one has ever looked that good coming in on some rinkety old truck with your luggage having to be carried. No, that's not possible. She looks like she's going to a resort. She's not clear on what a mission trip is. She really, really. has no idea. She gets there and every all the women are in like these unfortunate like lands in khaki pants and t-shirts and she has this beautiful yellow sundress on and they give her a t-shirt to put on over it. <laughs> she has to put her t-shirt on and even the next day the women are all staring at her trying to get ready. She's like, yeah, I didn't really bring working clothes. And we're like, what <laughs> did you think a mission trip was? That had to have been in your Christianity for Dummies book. You're right, which she did bring with her on her trip to study oh, up yes, on. Oh, yes, she did. She did. Um, and so, you know, they... I don't even know what they do on this trip. I was zoning out. I can tell point. you that they address men and women separately on this trip. And I'm not sure if we were supposed to pick up on that. But that it was they like... they dressed them? Yes. Yeah, it was yeah. like the morning duties were being given out. And the men and women were in separate groups. Yes, they were. Being addressed, like, by a woman or by a man. It was well, very strange. Well, the men went to do construction work, and the women went to go teach. Teach the children. Teach school. That's right. Or teach and the Bible, I guess. And she had to go with the children... With, with his mom and Kel-Kel. And, oh, man. Unfortunately, you, you, they do welcome her into the trip, although Paul is not real excited to see her. He's just more confused really weird. than anything. Uh, another reason why I think he's a child and not, a, you know, an mm. actual man. Uh, and th- we have the big moment where basically Gwyneth is exposed. Uh, she gets asked a really tough question at their Bible study meeting by a child. She says, if God loves us, why did he let this happen to us? Yes. Some tragedy or something. And of course, Paul's the... mom's like, Gwen, would you like to answer that? And then she goes, I think it's in James 1. And then Gwen has to find James. And she can't. It's the second time in the movie that she's tried to find a book of the Bible and she can't find it. And yep. you're like, oh no, they know. They know she's not. They know she's not. Which it's is, great. you know... I still, I see adults have to go to the table of contents to look in the Bible. That was not a strong enough, oh, 
that's it. She's not a Christian because she can't find a certain. No, book it wasn't in because the Bible. if it were me, if it were me, I would just be like, okay, Genesis, Exodus, Vegas, because I have to do that pretty much like three fourths of the time anyway. And there's no shame in that. Look, the table of contents memory. is in the Bible for a reason. God and put I it there. have it memorized for a reason, but that doesn't mean that I know how to go to them sometimes. That's right, and that's fine. She was nervous. She she slipped. It, the Bible could have been in Espanol. They were in a Spanish country. Which, she may not in have response seen it. to that, she can't find the story. And Kel Kel starts reciting it in Spanish to the kids. So she's really trying to step up her game. Which, you know, brings up another... Another serious point with this movie is that basically Paul breaks up with Gwen. Uh, you know, they do find her Christianity for Dummies book and her book bag, her, her luggage. Yeah. That was another big expose it's, moment. It's over for her. But, okay, what makes someone a Christian and not a Christian? Because That's a good I question. think she's doing a lot more than a lot of quote unquote real Christians nah, do. Um, she's trying to learn more about her faith. So what that she's reading Christianity no, for dummies? No, she's, I have a major argument. With okay, that. yeah, obviously, what she did was not was not no, right. No, what I'm saying what, is that know, what you're saying is good. What makes her different than someone else who's in that same situation? She doesn't care to believe she just wants to know she's she's doing a purely academic approach to it mm. so she can learn more to convince this guy she's a christian she's not trying to believe she's trying to memorize like it's a class that's why i like the way you put that that, that academic approach makes I'm in it a, different i'm in a you're religious right. studies class right, right now and it would be like the equivalent of what she's doing is like me trying to learn about Hinduism and find about find out about all of the facts about it and how it works. But I'm not trying to believe it or even wanting to believe it. Yeah, yeah. There's a huge difference. I think you're right, and I, and I think that's ultimately what causes their breakup is that she's looking at it as this whole academic endeavor, and he Paul, as weird and as creepy as he is, has a real faith in Jesus, uh, and that is the big issue between the two. And then Gwen goes home. Uh, her friend has been tell just saying that she's sick this whole time. Pamela at work, and uh, we find out that Pamela has been undercover Christian this whole time. I would like to point out that when she finds that out, my thoughts are, Pamela, shouldn't we have known? Because as an audience, we had no idea. And she even goes, "But you don't wear any." <laughs> You don't wear any Christian jewelry. Pamela goes, that's really not my style. Now, that's not what I mean when I say, shouldn't we have known you were a Christian, Pamela? What I mean is, like, Gwyneth's like, what? What? And even as an audience, we had no hints. So, like, one of the only, like, I don't know. I just think that that's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, Gwen goes back to her apartment and she just has this breakdown. This is where the movie really just goes insane. I hope. I hope uh, I know what you're going to talk about. She throws her Christianity for Dummies book away in her trash can, which does not have a trash bag. She has this also, giant... what kind of trash can is it? Metal trash can. She has a giant aluminum can yes. in the middle of her kitchen. The kind that they use in wrestling matches to hit each other with. Yes. But yeah. without a trash bag in it. Just no. like, how gross is that? And also it's huge in, in this her tiny little apartment kitchen. Cute little New York apartment. And she has this huge <laughs> aluminum metal <laughs> trash can and she just bangs on it. I think it was a budget thing. It was just on the set and they're like, we can't afford another trash can. We're already over budget. We just can't afford to in. go buy a $2 trash can Can we Walmart. get a hefty bag? No! Just put no. no trash bag. What's next? She finds a church. Well, doesn't she cry out to, to God and she has her prayer? She, like, asks for a sign and then... Um, God like, responds to her through... Thunderstorm or something. Thunderstorm and the window and her curtains blowing. Yeah, it took, like, a real... She's convinced... Like, we're, like, watching Supernatural now. Yes. This was not, like, a just, like, gradually she decides to go to church and learn more, learn more about Jesus. Oh. Uh, she does do that after this, but they had to throw this really strange moment where... As if... To become into a relationship with Christ, you have to experience weird supernatural things. Yeah, like um, and she finds this little corner church that meets in this little uh, um, storefront building. And how cute! Uh, yeah, it was. It was nice. Uh, mm -hmm. She makes a connection with her bicycle repair man, 
who is the director of the movie, who is Corbin Burnson, another actor of the 80s, uh, who's in Major League and a bunch of other movies, um, probably been on some reality shows since then and stuff. Uh, but he directed this movie, oddly enough. And she, he's wearing, isn't he wearing a cross necklace or something? And they know. have some sort of faith conversation. Uh, they she, see Christian Mingle on the TV and they're they talking about They see that again. Them. And she has her big revelation was that. She's she, very serious about it. Not only has she been faking her in her faith, she's been faking it at her job as well. And she's been selling out at her job, trying to sell people on these products that she doesn't believe in. So she decides that she is going to do what she's always wanted to do and that's be a teacher and she's going to go be a teacher down in mexico where she was on this mission trip yeah all of a sudden she's just in mexico yeah all of a sudden literally she's wearing a very um mexican looking dress i cannot think of how to better explain that you guys i'm not i really can't think of a better way if you were trying to think of an authentic mexican dress she's wearing it okay and she's teaching the kids and it looks like she might have brought them iPads. Yeah. Uh, they have this incredible school there now after they did this incredible mission trip. Incredible school. Also, it's the same village. She did not know how to speak Spanish when she went on the mission trip. And apparently she knows how to speak Spanish now. Um, I did forget to mention that she does meet up with Paul uh, in there. And uh, she tries to explain how she's been... You know, she has a real relationship with Jesus uh, yeah. now. Paul is a jerk about Ooh, this. He drops the big one. I have end. a quote. What did he say? What do you have? Well, what do you have? I have, Paul actually said to her, you, this is a reference to some weird, weird thing she said earlier in the movie. He says, you spent five minutes on your jungle to Jesus and you think you have it all figured out. And you're like, oh, Paul. That was bad. But I think the worst one is that at the end of it, he just says, I'll pray for you. Oh, yeah. Ooh. I said, I said, you take Harsh. your prayers and your khakis, Paul. You take them. <laughs> well, apparently when he was praying, God told him that he needed to chase after her. He, to Mexico. He comes in, flying in to the escuela. And <laughs> no, no, no. A kid comes in. She's like, it's like, senora, senora, you have to go to the church. And she's like, what? And she like runs over to the church in her cute little outfit. And, of course, Paul's there. And I'm like, Paul, you are so pathetic. And they just have this stupid little romantic scene. And he's like, he's like, why do you look so, or, or excuse me, I said, why do you look so sad and thin? <laughs> that was my <laughs> thought about Paul. But um, he said, he said, so, she was like, you needed to come down here to tell me that. And she, he was like, but you can't do this with a text. And then he kisses her and you're like, Bleh. Oh, my gosh. My and thoughts were. We show them getting engaged. That's like. Snapshot of them no. getting... It's on the credits. Yeah, but before we get to the credits, hold on two seconds. Okay. First of all, I wanted her to fall in love with a Mexican man because Paul's pathetic. Second, um, the entire final scene after that, I mean, for, pretty much from the time they go to the school, uh -huh. is like stock photo Mexican village. <laughs> it There's, reminded me of that episode in Arrested Development where they went yes! to Mexico. <laughs> Look like the same set. There's like a kid pulling a donkey, and they're all like super enthusiastic. And then it says it's Christmas Day. It's Christmas Day. Oh, and the entire village goes to watch him like talk to her. Yeah, in the they're all watching. <laughs> all the school kids. We like they flash forward to Christmas Day, and they're sitting on a couch. I'm assuming we're in Mexico in her little village apartment. I don't know. And they're like kissing on the couch, and my thoughts are, y'all. It's Christmas Day. I know y'all ain't married. And this is looking <laughs> real too close. Both y'all need to remember that you need to leave some room for Jesus in this scene. For real. it's inappropriate. Yeah, it got a little passionate in there for two non-married Because then you realize that it's like, literally, y'all, she, she was in Mexico around Christmas time. And then it's Christmas Day. And they're already like on top of each other in the couch. They had sex before marriage. <laughs> and they, do, what do you think? Honest. Absolutely. Trip. Absolutely. They just did, they didn't show it, but I mean that kiss was pretty. Paul just gave up basically. Serious. He was it, like, "I came down to Mexico for you." Oh, okay, cool. Out of the country doesn't count, right? <laughs> okay, sorry, kids. That's uh, not true. Yeah, I can't say a lot of things on this podcast, well, but you can say that. <laughs> why? Okay, before all this, why didn't she just go back on Christian Mingle and try to find another guy? She had fallen for Paul. I guess so. Well, talking about Christian Mingle. Yeah, let's. We'll get well, to that. Hold sorry. on. 
I, I do want to ask your opinion. We can't read each other's minds in case y'all haven't been able to tell. We're still working on this. Where do you want to go from now? It's episode three. Come on. Give us a break. Um, so they end up together happily ever after, as you knew they would. But I want to ask you, what in the world do you think is the message of this movie? Because most Christian movies have some sort of message. It's not just... That you can even get behind. It's this... This... It's, Ideally, this wasn't just like another romantic comedy that just happened to use Christian Mingle. If you're going to market it to a faith-based audience, there has to be some sort of weird message in there. Weird message? Okay. I think (laughs) this one has a weird message, but what what do you think? I'm not sure if I think that this movie is even a good example of Christianity and Christian relationships. I don't either. Not at all. If I would never, I would never recommend this movie to someone who... Um, wanted to know more about Christianity or Christian relationships no. ever. But I, I, th- I do think, I think there are two possibilities. And one is that I think the writer of this movie was like a, was a Christian who uh, was in love with this girl. And he's like, I really like this girl, but she's not a Christian. I wonder if I can change her mind. I'm going to write this entire movie about a non-Christian girl developing her faith and falling in love with a Christian guy. And she's going to see it and she's just going to know that we can be together. The one possibility. The other possibility that I think is more realistic is that the Christian Mingle marketing team said this. They said, (laughs) look, we have a pretty strong audience. We've got a pretty good website. But what if we could convince people that our website can be for everyone? Oh. It can even be for non-Christians. That that and you be sign the up only for the website about this movie. And look, you can become a Christian, and you can fall in love, and you can meet Jesus all at the same time. <laughs> I think that might have been the purpose of this movie. That that sounds like it could be the only purpose of this movie. It's bizarre. I mean, that is the basic message of this movie: yeah. is that. You know, whether or not you have faith or not, just dating a Christian is good enough. Um, you know, there is, it, it reminded me of the verse in First um, Peter 3, 1, which I didn't have that memorized. I had to look up the actual um, verse number, but I did remember the, uh, the idea behind the verse. First Peter 3, 1 says, In the same way, you wives must accept the authority of your husbands. Then, even if some refuse to obey the good news, your godly lives will speak to them without any words. They will be won over by observing your pure and reverent lives. Now, that's referring to wives, but that's kind of what Paul is doing for Gwen, is that even if, even if some refuse to obey the good news, your godly lives will speak to them. Um, and I think that was that's kind of the general theme of the movie, is that this Christian is leading his non-Christian girlfriend to Jesus. Um, I would also like to bring up something else that okay. please excuse me, listeners and excuse me, Alex, for not having looked this up, but I honestly didn't think about this since just now. Shoot it out there. It completely goes against the idea in the Bible that you are not supposed to be unequally yoked. Like it is anti that verse. Please tell me what it is. Cause this is embarrassing, but it's so I will say, I don't think it. I know it says it in the Bible, and I totally believe it. And people can hate on that all they want, but that is my personal opinion. I do believe it. My personal belief. But I do think she's made a lot of progress by the time they're getting together, that they're not. I wouldn't say they're unequally yoked completely. I don't think it totally flies in the face of that. I get your point. I'm I'm not even talking about the end, I just mean the whole thing in general. Yeah. Yeah. But he belie- he she puts on a good enough show that he doesn't realize. I guess that's true. That, uh, so, you know, uh, some of you listening to this, you may be married, you may be single, uh, you may be dating, you may have never used online dating before, uh, which I can say that before I met the lovely and talented Kate, hmm. uh, I did use online dating for a six month period on eHarmony. And it was interesting, to say the least. Uh, I've known a lot of people that have had successful online dating relationships. My cousins, who will not listen to this, met on hotornot.com. Hotornot.com. That's the thing. They announced it at their wedding reception, so it's not a secret. Not a secret. Uh, They may be the only couple in history to have ever done that, but it worked. Uh, But we thought, you know, 
we've been bashing. Oh, apparently Hot or Not is still a website. It still exists, y'all. So we can play on Facebook like a game. Stop listening to us and go look at that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but we thought we it's only fair after bashing this movie uh, that we explore just what Christian Mingle is all about. Yeah. So uh, Kate has it pulled up on her website. I'm ready. And. She's going to fill out her Christian Mingle profile. I've given her permission Are y'all to do ready this. for this? Yeah. So I'm we're so going to look at what it looks like to actually make a Christian Mingle profile. On that note, by the way, I have been reading success stories on ChristianMingle.com. Actually, I've just read one. Does it have Gwen and Paul? No. I've read one success story, you guys. And after this one, I can absolutely tell you that I totally would have made a profile. <laughs> I'm telling you. Because these look like really normal Cool people. Well, of course they put the normal ones on the website. I'm I'm on board. I'm not saying it would have been successful, well, but maybe I'm, you'll I'm, meet a really cool guy. On shut here. up. <laughs> okay, here we go. Okay, here we are starting the process at ChristianMingle.com. Find God's match for you. I am a female. Female and goes for your height. What, know, what was the lowest height listed on it? Four six. Four six. This only includes Christians that are four six to seven feet tall. So, so if you are shorter or taller than that, then you are out of luck. Sorry, uh, Shaquille <laughs> O'Neal. What? Oh my gosh, you guys! What is your body type? Here are the options: slender, washboard, Ooh. athletic, average. I should maybe lose a few. Oh, no. Large but muscular. Full figured. I'll tell you later. I think that's what you should go with. I'm going to tell him later. Tell you later. What is your eye color? Uh, what is it right now? Sometimes it's green, sometimes it's blue. It's too dark in here, but I would say green. I'm going to go with green. Yeah. What is your hair color? Brown. Dark brown, brown, yeah. What is your ethnicity? Ethnicity. Well, I'm looking for some weird things on here, but there really isn't. What is your ethnicity that you identify with right now, okay? Alex? Oh, <laughs> my God. Well, I currently, I'm not saying this was the case last week, but I'm currently identifying as Caucasian okay, and white. Okay, then go with that. Um, what is your education? I would just say, say I don't have an education. No, just... I'm going to be realistic. <laughs> How often do you smoke? Uh, whenever I can is no. one of the Whenever options. I can is what it says. Never on occasion, frequently, or whenever I can. Uh, what is your marital? Three packs a day. What is your marital status? Single, divorced, widowed. Okay. Apparently, married is not an option. <laughs> so if I'm filling out my profile, can I say no widows? I, I, I'm not dealing with that. <laughs> Are you allowed that option? Uh, about children. Uh, I have I children. Don't have children. I have children oh, and guys, would welcome yours. Wait. Oh gosh, no. This. I have children and would welcome yours. I have children and would like more. Or I have children and do not want more. Oh, or my. I do not have or want children. I do not have children but would like to. I do not have children but would welcome yours. These people are not ready to replenish the kingdom. I am open there. to all possibilities. Or just ask me. Just ask me. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Well, well, okay. What are you being honest I with? I do not have children but would like to. Oh, okay. Yeah, apparently Alex thinks we haven't talked about this. Oh my gosh, guys. We have your denomination. What church were you raised in? It's oh, like what you every were raised in. single... What is charismatic? I'm sorry, that's probably naive of me. I don't know what that means. Charismatic. What does that mean? How does that describe a church? Um, It describes it how you would think. Cool. Well, I'm going to say Southern Baptist. Cause that... It said not sure yet. It asked you what you were raised in, and an answer was not sure yet. How often do you attend church? On special occasions. Who's putting that on ChristianMingle.com? People like Gwyneth. I guess. No, I'm sure she put every week. <laughs> uh, and why is there not an option for every day? Because I guarantee yeah. you there are some people that would put that. What denomination is the church you attend now? Uh, is God's church on there? As Gwyneth <laughs> <laughs> it's not like the way Gwyneth's was. No, no. I put non-denomination. Okay, we'll, we'll go just with pick that. one. I don't know. Zip code. Oh, I hope we find some hotties on here. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm going to put my main name. You know, there was a smoking question, but there wasn't an alcohol question. Who wants to know my first and last name and my date of birth? Yeah, there was. That's weird. And there was there not was a, a smoking a, question and not an alcohol question. There was not a, a medicinal marijuana question. Oh, my gosh. Either. They're going to have to update okay. the website in Username, certain states. Username Kate Marie. I don't know. Cool. I'm using my maiden name. <laughs> so if you're looking for a date and you're in the Atlanta area, ChristianMingle.com 
and look for Kate Marie 367. 367? I don't know. I've never seen you use those numbers Me before. neither, but I always use 92, and that makes me look like a baby. Kate Marie 367. Yeah. Describe oh, yourself, yourself and your, and your personality. personality. Alex, how about you describe me in two sentences, and I'll write whatever you put. Okay. In first person. The two sentences to describe you on ChristianMingle.com. Just a just your typical Southern, Jesus loving, pie eating, sweet tea drinking, <laughs> girl raised in the South. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh God. Uh huh. What's my personality? Or is that it? Uh, now I got a second second sentence. Okay. I like my men tall. <laughs> this isn't my personality. I like my men tall, and I like my menthols. No, we're not <laughs> Why not? You smoke frequently. No, I said, I said never. Oh, there we can't put that. <laughs> Alex isn't trying to get me any dates. <laughs> personality. My favorite book of the Bible is James. And I want a man named James. Oh my gosh. Okay, whatever. <laughs> if you don't have a biblical name, then I'm not playing your game. <laughs> he doesn't have these written down. Oh my gosh. I'm just making things up. Maybe I can be the answer to your prayers. Oh my gosh. <gasps> oh my gosh, y'all. The fun facts are the best part. Are you playing? No. Right. The fun facts are the best part. Okay. Alright. Which one of these are your favorite types of music? And then it has like all of the options that you can just click on. You can write your favorite bands. Um, I'm going to put Dawes. I'm going to put Caroline Chocolate Drops. All your favorite bands. You put Dawes. Yeah. How cute. I'm going to put Ava Brothers. Cool. Not going to circle Prison Worship, although I'm sure a lot of people do that. Uh, favorite TV shows? Law & Order SVU. <laughs> Number one with a bullet. Probably shouldn't put Orange is the New Black on there. Scandal. Uh, Scandal. Um, Veep. Veep. Arrested Development. Just a little info for you about us. In case y'all wanted to know. Um, which outdoor, outdoor activities are you most interested in? Um, not... Ooh, travel and sightseeing. That's a... Mm. Sun, sunbathing. <laughs> These are the ones that are just already listed on there? Yeah. Horseback riding. Wow. Uh, camping, hiking, fishing. You do love horseback bird riding. Bird watching. Number one wow. right there. Gardening. Nothing What's against it? all the avid bird watchers out Scuba here. diving on there. Photography is an outdoor activity? Yes. Uh, it doesn't have to be. No, it doesn't have Which to be. Which of these activities do you enjoy the most? Aerobics, art, clubs, cars. Love clubs. Charity volunteering, of course, that's on there. Cooking, the culinary arts, dancing, games, movies, and music. Um, opera and theater. Oh, how appropriate. There you go. Weightlifting, restaurants, politics. When going somewhere. Oh, y'all, this is really, this is a good one. When going somewhere, I am usually a little late. I am usually early. I am usually on time. I usually forget to show up. I'm star of the show. Should I be honest and say I'm usually a little late or say I'm star of the show because that's also honest? I mean, yeah, I, I don't know how you pick between the two. Of them. I'm going to be really arrogant and say I'm star I'll of the go, show. I'll go, I would say. Are you a yeah. trendy person? I don't need advice. I don't care about the latest fashions. I dress to be comfortable. I'm a somewhat fashionable person. I'm very trendy. Okay. Somewhat fashionable is good. My idea of a great trip. Don't feel like putting anything in. Your favorite types of food, um, American? That is an option. Jewish or kosher? <laughs> Thai, Mediterranean, Vietnamese. Favorite restaurant? What is your political leaning? Oh my gosh, that's my favorite. Into the wind. Into that's the wind. The political leaning. Yes. Into the wind and open-minded are two of my favorite political leanings Aww. on here. Nice. So Y'all, now you've got some guys on here, I some potential matches. I am looking. From men ages 23 to 35, within 25 miles of Atlanta, Georgia, with photos only. 
the first one that comes up says his his description is I am a virgin and saving myself for marriage and came to this site hoping to find someone that's doing the same. And you Nothing may think, wrong with that. Kate, what's the big deal? Well, his picture, um, Alex, how would you like to explain that? I can't see it. That guy at the top? He looks like he's shaving his chin. <laughs> I think he is. He took that picture shirtless. while he was shaving his chin shirtless with his gold chain around his neck. Also, his username is the Christian Virgin. All right. As if he's the only one. Yep. Um, and... Just some, a lot, a lot of selfies in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of mirror selfies on the dudes. So it's pretty much just Which, like if I was a girl, Gwen. that would be, uh, major, I wouldn't even click on your profile if that was your profile picture, was the uh, mirror selfie. No offense, but just telling the truth. I can't even see the guy in this, these pictures. I wouldn't do, I wouldn't click on girls who had mirror selfies as guy. a profile. Yeah, I know. Like, do you not have uh, any people in your life that can, what? That's another rule right there. They say, don't put pictures of you with other people on your profile. Cause then what rule? When you're making a dating website profile, they oh, say you're not it? supposed to do that. Because then they don't It's confusing. Yeah. Even if it's people of the opposite sex, you're like, wait, are they together? Is that yes, next girlfriend? Don't do that. What? Well, it's hard for me because, you know. You're married. Yeah. <laughs> And all my pictures are Mr. Moneybags was one of the guys. Mr. Mr. Expensive. Expensive. Georgia Tech fan. Oh, y'all. Magic. Magic Touch. One, two, three. Oh, Bro. Oh, God. Posing shirtless. How did that get approved? Oh. <laughs> they said Kate's y'all, picture had to be Y'all, I have a 100% match with this man. With the Magic Touch. <laughs> the magic touch. Are we discovering that there are creepers on Christian Mingle just trying to pick up chicks? Absolutely, we are. I did not realize this. Oh my god! All right, folks. Next week, we look on FarmersOnly.com. <laughs> we just need to find a movie that's relevant. Oh my! I'm almost done, y'all. Well, there it is, folks. As as Kate fills this out, I'll just go ahead and let you know that we do appreciate you guys tuning in for us. Uh, and giving us the love uh, on social media. Uh, in case you haven't realized, you can subscribe to us. Uh, you can listen to us on Stitcher.com, <laughs> on SoundCloud.com, and of course on iTunes, on the podcast app, on your iPhones, and all of that good stuff. I uh, want to let you know I'd love for you to subscribe to my blog. That's at popgodblog.com. That's where I write on the intersection of faith and pop culture uh, a couple times a week over there. Uh, of course, you can follow both of us on all the social media platforms. Kate is at Kate Dorio, at Kate, K-A-T-E-D-O-R-I-O-T. Let me try that again. She's at Kate Dorio, at K-A-T-E-D-O-R-I-O-T on Twitter and Instagram, and Kate Dorio on Facebook. Uh, I am at Alex Dorio on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that. And we'd love for you, really love for you to follow the podcast itself, What Would Jesus Watch, at WWJWPod on Twitter, and What Would Jesus Watch, the page on Facebook. Uh, we post the links up there to the podcast every Monday, and we post the next movie that we're going to be watching on there in case you want to watch it with us to be able to understand it with us. Next week, the movie that we're going to be watching is God's Not Dead from 2014. Yes, the big blockbuster, if you want to call it that, is one of the biggest, highest grossing Christian movies uh, of recent years, starring Kevin Sorbo and Dean Cain. That's right, Hercules and Superman in the same Christian movie. What could go wrong? What could go right? I don't know. We'll find out on next week's episode. God's Not Dead is available on Netflix right now and all the other streaming services. So if you haven't seen it yet and you want to watch along with us, be sure to do that before next Tuesday. Uh, you don't have to have seen the movie to enjoy the podcast, hopefully. But uh, that's assuming you enjoy the podcast at all. But uh, I think it helps. I think it makes it more fun. Uh, it makes it a different kind of fun if you have seen it. As Kate picks up her profile picture You're gonna have to. for Kate Marie 367. This is going to take a long time.
You're gonna have to like. So search around. Maybe uh, maybe you'll end up on a date with the host of What Would Jesus Watch? Uh, <laughs> anything you want to add, Kate? Would do, would do you think people should see this movie? No. No. <laughs> That's my general. Opinion. Just let it be. I know? just didn't think it was even entertaining enough, unlike some of the other movies we watch. Yeah. It. I uh, hate to say that, but it's true. I mean, poor Lacey Chabert. She deserves better. She's better than this movie. Yeah. I want to see her do better things. That's my prayer request for this episode. Oh is for Lacey Chabert to get better movie roles. She deserves better okay. than this. She's above this. Come on, Lacey. Come on. Oh, jeez. All right. For Kate, I'm Alex, and we'll see you next time on What Would Jesus Watch? Good night, everybody. Good night.